0: White flagger. Wayne goes to block!
1: Cross it out, cross it out,
0: cut your flag at the mark! Awesome time, man, awesome time. It's nice to uh, close out a
1: race like that, that was awesome. This is the Team Wayne Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me, as always, is co-host Steve Mez. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, it is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the Blaney racing family for two decades and team Blaney itself has been providing news notes and analysis to fans on social media since 2014. So go ahead and pull those belts tight and hang on as we throw the green flag on our recap of Ryan Blaney's run in the Ruoff mortgage 500 at Phoenix Raceway. Steve, we're back from this Phoenix race. Tell you what a lot of optimism going into the weekend and, uh, a pretty, pretty stout, uh, number 12 Ford Mustang that Jonathan Hassler, uh, put under Blaney this week.
0: Yeah, they, they, uh, did a good job of keeping it, uh, near the front most of the day and, uh, except for, uh, a speeding penalty. Um, Whoops. and even at that, even at that, uh, Jonathan, uh, you know, the new crew chief, he's, he knows all the tricks already and, uh, he put them back out front pretty quick and, uh, we got a stage win, um, you know, which, That's a, that's a playoff point right there. And those are going to be real valuable come the end of the year.
1: Yeah. I thought the racing itself. I mean, we were so amped up this season, the clash delivered, California delivered, Las Vegas delivered. Um, So we go into this Phoenix race and we're just so pumped up and I can't say it was, uh, was a bad race or anything again i think i brought up the jeff gluck poll last week how it was in the 89s and 90s oh so far this year and i think earlier today i didn't i didn't check to see what the final was but it was in like the 70s so but um for a lot of phoenix races that's kind of that might actually be fairly decent um and if it wasn't for the finish i mean honestly we'll get through it in the recap but ryan dominated a pretty big chunk of this race and uh but the finish itself was exciting and i think that brought it up a little bit um the drama from championship weekend, I think kind of raises the stakes or raises the excitement for a race at Phoenix. Um, but I know everyone there at the track and everyone in NASCAR is really trying to uh, make that race as best as possible. And honestly, if this is the low bar for races this year, I'm pretty good with it. The,
0: the, the racing became um, the, about the restarts. Uh, once they got spread out, once again, this, this is one of those ones where I don't think they can do anything with the package, I don't think there's anything they can do with the car. This track just is a certain type of racing. And you've got to be like a half a second faster than the guy in front of you. If you're not, and, and you'll see this later on, I'll, there'll be a couple of times during a race where guys got up to about three quarters of a second or closer to a guy in front of him was running two tenths faster than the guy in front of him, but could never pass him. You ran, if you ran the right line, you could never close the distance. You could never get to him. That bubble was there. You know, that beach ball, they talk effect. They talk about it was just there. And a lot of these guys just couldn't get to anybody. And there was only one or two cars during the day that really could do it. And, uh, the 12 was one of those cars actually.
1: Yeah. And I heard, um, during I heard
0: good portions of the race, you know, he, he made those moves.
1: And I think I remember, uh, at one point when you're talking about Ryan's speeding penalty, and we'll go into that further, uh, he was back in the pack a little bit further And I think Daniel Suarez had keyed up his mic and said, the 12 car can pass at will, like, what the heck, (laughs) what the heck's going on? And I think it's just like you said, if somebody has really hit on the setup, uh, Mm -hmm. especially as fast as they were early on in the race, they could pass. But if you were, uh, you know, average, or if you were neck and neck with the person you were next to, it was going to be difficult. So speaking of the recap.
0: there was an unknown issue later in the race and we'll talk about that too the with the car that kind of made it hard again for him to to yeah. make those moves but during the mid during the beginning and the middle of the race um yeah it was it was a car to beat for sure
1: all right so we keep jumping ahead of ourselves so why don't we just jump right in <laughs> let's go in practice qualifying in the race yeah. for the Ruoff Mortgage 500
0: yeah let's let's do Saturday practice cuz Saturday's practice and the qualifying uh ends up being really important to the to the whole weekend and it gets those expectations and hopes up there um, they did uh, two groups of uh, 20 minutes each this time they, they keep changing it I'm sure we're recording this Tuesday, and by Wednesday afternoon we're gonna have a whole different thing for the weekend I'm sh- just it's just the way it's, it goes there. Yeah. Their last...
1: Yeah, I was going to say last week we had mentioned on the podcast, oh, wait, well, we told you it was going to be two groups. It was actually only 135, so we'll probably do that this week. And then immediately, immediately on Wednesday, they're like, nope, two groups again, but 20 minutes. So now I know NASCAR really wants to stick to the two groups thing because it makes a nice TV package for interviews and various things. So I don't know. I'm going to say this week they'll do. Well, they're doing what I think a 50 minute uh, practice. One one
0: practice on Friday and then they're not going to get us this time yeah one practice on friday <laughs> single car qualifying on saturday but they for this new track they kind of have to so. so
1: anyway 20 minutes uh two sessions for this past um, week
0: yeah ryan's in group b the group a and the fast five there end up being the two the 24 the 14 the 22 and the nine and i kind of wrote down some times here because uh, they're running in the 22nd 20 second, 27 second range for a lap and uh, i was like to 27.81 in just those five cars. So we're only talking about three or four tenths um, between the top five in that practice. And that's pretty close, you know, Uh, group B, um, Ryan ends up being part of the the, the fastest of the group in group B 12, the eight, the five, the one, the 18. Um, You know, they, t- uh, they kind of superimposed the times over on the, um, on the broadcast, which was kind of different this week where you saw what group a and group B did versus each other. And, um, Ryan was behind Austin from group B to group a, he was actually point zero zero nine behind Austin. I mean, that's how close and how tight those cars are uh, coming out of the Penske stable there. So, um, Ryan was up there second in the the best 15 and 20 lap averages behind the five car. So that was nice too. And he ran 39 laps, which was the most anybody ran during the practice.
1: And honestly, aside from top speed, those averages are what I'm always looking at. And as soon as I saw how, uh, how, how he was across the board all the way through second, the whole way through and not that far off of the five, I knew they had a pretty decent shot to be good in not only the race, but also good in qualifying.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um so the, the the end of the practice 47 pulls off and he had an engine failure um and uh that was a that's a hundred engine. so there's some people kind of eyeballing that too because something happens during a race with that too. Um Group A qualifying uh, the top 5 end up being the 24, the 12, I'm sorry, the 24, the 2, the 4, the 48 and the 22. Those five are going to go on to for the pole. And then Group B it was the 12, the 10, the 20, the 5 and the 11 what was interesting though is group B all five of those guys were faster than the five in group a
1: way faster too. It seemed like,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it's something weird going on there. And, um, but it, it, and it doesn't really close the gap much between the two when that, when they get to the uh, all 10 of them, Um, the 22 slides during his uh, his pole qualifying lap at the end of his run um bumps bumps uh, the rear quarter panel uh they have to go with that
1: uh yeah that ended uh, up interesting they were talking about whether uh, they could actually change the decal or yeah. the wrap on the side of the car and I said I think they said if they did it would have been an unapproved adjustment unapproved best so best they best. just they they ran a scuffed up 22 uh for the race
0: mm, yeah um you know Ryan ends up on TV a lot uh Saturday and they interview him before he goes out and he says that he thinks he's going to have to go faster and, uh, he actually doesn't, he actually runs a lap, just a little bit of hair under hair underneath. And, uh, they do the ghost car between his two laps. Uh, but he does win the pole. Uh, it's, it's a, 12 and then 11, 24, 20, 10, 14, five 2, 48. And the 22, uh, 27.127 for the pole speed, his third uh, pole at Phoenix and seventh overall. So, uh, Saturday for the, you know, the beginning of the weekend, a uh, pretty good day to start the weekend
1: yeah i mean it's one of those times where you really start getting your your hopes up and for me sometimes it just makes me even a little bit nervous because you can see how good of a car they had again i said with those lap averages 10 15 20 lap averages were really really good so that's like okay it's not a fluke it's not just they were able to run one fast lap and qualifying one they had to run two fast laps and qualifying just to get to the second round and then win the mm-hmm. pole um so it's like this, this is when you start thinking it's like okay he was you know I uh, finished fourth there in the fall on the championship race where we were really sad that he wasn't in the championship four to get a chance uh, with how good that car was, because I think, you know, sometimes guys hold back just a little bit during that race to not mess up the championship run. Yeah. Yeah. He um, was the only
0: the only guy outside the top top four in, and in, he was in, in the middle of them. all. Yeah. Day, so, so yeah.
1: Yeah. The multiple poles there um, several top fives um, it was looking really, really good for the, for the 12 car.
0: Yeah, this is a, you know, this, this uh, weekend, it's, you know, you you start looking at that type of thing and you start getting your hopes up and I always text you with, uh, you know, I just like to see the race stay green all day long. (laughs) Right. I always like to text that. I I feel like um, once he's like that and he gets to the front and he gets clean air, you know, he can blow them away all day long. It'd be nice to see, just stretch out a lead, stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out, do some green flag pitting, um, you know, this is something that they're really good at uh, at Penske. Uh, they gain spots every time there's a green flag pit cycle, and then just see them like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, stink up the show. Yeah. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I just, I just want to see them do that one weekend. You know, just they have the, you know, they have the driver, they definitely have the car, uh, and just, just ha- let it happen one weekend. But these races never go completely green. Um, you know, of course, you've got your, your, your cautions, um, for, for the stage breaks at least. Um, but, uh, then they did a competition caution this weekend again uh, again <laughs> um, people still trying to figure out why um but the stages were 60 185 312 um and the competition caution at lap 25 uh fuel they said the fuel window was like between 93 and 100 laps which uh didn't really realize that's a pretty good uh fuel run and the tire fall off i don't think it was real bad uh, they gave him nine sets of tires uh, to the rear to start the day, of course, the 47, the 21 had some sort of unimproved adjustment. Also, the five had an unimproved adjustment. Um, pit to, pit stall number one. You know, you, you win the poll you pick your pit, and you take number one pit, and you can just pull straight out. Um, and the five was going to pit behind him during the day. Um, for the initial start of the race, Ryan picks the low line for the start. It's interesting to listen to Josh too, because when Josh does a restart of any sort, um, depending on where Ryan's at, he's usually, you know, counting it down and then saying green, green, green. Um, but these, a uh, couple of times during the race that, uh, I'm listening to him when uh, Ryan's leading, he doesn't really say a word <laughs> because it's, it's, it's going on Ryan. Yeah. Know? I was
1: going to say, I think a lot of the times it has to do with, um, a game he's trying to play with the outside, the person that's either inside or outside of him on the front row. And they don't want to do the same exact thing every time through the Geico restart zone. So, yeah, uh, at that point, it's in his hands. But um, at this one thing to mention that they changed this year was now, even at the starts of the race, the leader has to fire first, but they don't have to hit the line first. So, um, I know yeah, a lot of stumble. people were confused by that because now it's the entire race before it was always like that for regular restarts, but yeah, mm-hmm. start of the race. Now you don't even have to make it to the line first. So it puts even a little bit more pressure uh, on the pole sitter when it comes to those races on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So, uh, right off the bat and um, by lap two, he's, he's, uh, He's six spots ahead of the, uh, the 11 car in second. The 18 is already kind of trying to cut the dog dog leg off. (laughs) Um, immediately. Yeah. (laughs) That that was
1: like the whole weekend. Everyone. I think we even talked about it. Who's going to be the first person to go down through the dog leg and uh wasn't even wasn't even two seconds into the race he took and he did it a little early i know nascar watches that uh, about if they change lanes before the start 18 was definitely moving down the track before he got to the start finish line but i think they let that one go yeah
0: yeah he's got it's, it's supposed to be uh not allowed below the line until after the start finish but um lap seven he's up about 10 spots um he got like a one second lead at this point lap 10 uh he stretched out the 1.4 seconds over the 11 uh let's see, he got the 11 the 24 the 20 and the 14 behind him uh let's see lap 13 he's almost up to a two second lead here at this point and the, the 11 and 24 behind him battling each other which is nice you know and it's pretty quiet on the radio which is kind of cool um, you know, you're out front, you got nothing else to worry about. And at this point it hasn't run into anything, but, um, lap, uh, 18, we start to get some lap traffic already, uh, 78 car gets, gets him around him. Um, and, um, you know, this lap traffic holds up, not only holds up the leader, but then it holds up the guys behind you too. So, um, at lap 21, he laps the 15 car at lap 23, he laps the 51, And then of course, lap 25, we get our competition caution. He's got a two second lead on the 11. Uh, Why, why would he have to, like I said, we didn't want to, some
1: some weeks we, we like it. Uh, Some weeks we don't. Uh, One thing to mention that you said was the radio was quiet and honestly, We've heard that a lot this year. Obviously, a little bit later in this race, he gets a little more frustrated with another issue that they're having. We've heard a lot of quiet radios. He hasn't really had much to complain about with the cars. They've just been making small adjustments. Um, So they've been coming off the truck handling really, really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They got it. Uh, Jonathan has it dialed in really, really well. Um, they, They do. The adjustments when they do talk about them are very minor to start with. Uh, Maybe as the race goes on but they're talking about tighter, loose, just a little bit. And it's usually air pressure. They're not even putting a lot of wrenches into the car very often. Uh, He's um, he's talking about running the bottom and the top and what to adjust. Uh, Jonathan wants to leave it depending on um, how other strategies go. And this was something that, you know, they thought maybe some people might try to take two tires or something like that um, at that caution, or maybe even a fuel only type of thing. Um, they do pit first and come out first. It was, it was a
1: good stop right uh, out of the gate and I was yep. pretty pumped up and I think I went up to go get a beverage and I came back and sat down and then what happened?
0: Uh, they were speeding in section two ah, driver uh, they, error, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, and this is the funny thing is they set this, um, they set the the dash up ahead of time. They run down pit road there before the race to make sure their lights are right. Um, Jonathan gets back with them and says something about it being like a tenth of a mile an hour off which I, I don't I heard that and I'm like a tenth of a mile an hour I mean is that that tight um, but well one guess- thing
1: to note is that that is above the clearance they already give them which is about like five miles per hour over regular pit road speed so Sorry, that's the one failed. thing i always like to point out is that you are not just a, a tenth of a mile an hour over you are five and a tenth <laughs> over i think is what it is so it's like they, i feel like they just need to give them a speed and that's it and not not a grace none of this grace yeah. zone if it's you yeah. know so so, so the, i don't know they, but it is what it
0: is the rest the rest of the race they did. Re- literally remind him about section two <laughs> and uh, i think the- that was on
1: the bend too He brian talked about that in a post-race interview with mrn that uh that section that he was caught speeding in the pit road is curved so um it's a little bit different how they move through that and that's where he kind of got speeding he says that can that can happen from time to time
0: um the 11 the 34 and the 47 were also speeding <laughs> so he wasn't the only one um uh let's see the uh 22 takes the lead on this restart and of course ryan's tail the longest line so it doesn't even matter where where it is on choose cone there um the restarts at lap 30 he's in 28th and uh this is like you said where suarez uh, makes a comment because from uh, here we go lap 31 up to 26th up lap 33 passes the 7 25th Uh, lap 34 passes the 14 to get to 24th, Uh, lap 35, he does a twofer, he gets the 42 and the 43 at the 22nd, lap 36 passes the six up to 21st, lap 38, he passes the 17, he's up to 20th now, lap 39 to 19th, 41, lap 41 up to 18th, lap 42 up to 17th, lap 43. He's passing the 18 car. He's up to 16th. And then we get a caution at lap 45 for debris and a tire from the seven car. (laughs) And, uh, this is that he's, he's, they think they showed the lug nut on the, on the, um, on the track
1: yeah i was laying on the ground and i know people are still i think they i don't know if nascar is uh or no they did announce it today that 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 they had a suspension for the crew members and the crew chief because i remember at first people thought did he hit the wall and it broke the wheel and since the wheel broke then that sheared off the hub and then the the lug nut fell off itself and i'm like i don't know if the lug is sitting on the track it was probably loose and uh Um, and we mentioned this, that that this podcast is... uh, that that Corey Lejoy does that they have a they have right. a tire changer on there and he's been talking about like how finicky it is and how tight mm-hmm. or loose they want to get the lugs and now yeah. that team itself figured that out so
0: yeah that's um yeah he has um Brian Flores uh, from the two the two t- uh, tire changer on the two car and that's what he said he said that they 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 don't want to over tighten the lug. Because if they over-tighten it, the next time they come in, it's, it makes it harder for that lug nut to come off. And, uh, yeah, uh, Corey's, Corey's guys must have had it just too loose and it vibrated itself off. And, you know, you, you, so it, it's an issue that may not go away as the season goes on. You may see other guys have this issue because you're, you're on a fine line of trying to not over-tighten it. So that you don't mess yourself up for the next time in, you know. I,
1: I know it's going to take a while, but I did not foresee this happening. I know there were some kind of naysayers that already didn't like the new car and that kind of stuff. Said wheels are going to be flying into the stands and things like that. Um, I didn't see this happening just because of I think I mentioned it more, a couple of episodes ago. You know, they've been using this technology on sports cars and indie cars and F1 cars and everything for so long, like. How are we gonna? How are we gonna mess this up? But I think they're they're forgetting about the ingenuity of some of these NASCAR teams that are trying to find uh, even just a little bit of an advantage. And where in F one and uh, uh, Indy where they they have like an automatic jack that just lifts the car up for them, and they just you know rip it on and off real quick with the tires. They don't have to worry about gaining you know you know a tenth of a second or something on pit road. Where it's NASCAR, you really do need to kind of cut corners where you can and they're finding that line just like drivers are finding that edge with the handling of the car. So I think it's going to get there eventually. Cause again, I don't, this isn't a failed technology. They use it all over the world in motorsports. So uh, one, of yeah. days, one of these days, one of the days we're going to go by with the race without a wheel, uh, wheel failure.
0: Yeah. It's just that the gun is all new to everybody and they're not allowed to alter it or change it. It doesn't have like a torque setting that they can, you know, um, I'd be putting bubble gum on the edges of it uh, for something that happens later on. But I don't don't know what, like I said, I don't know if they're allowed to even alter it uh, with that. So um, but uh, Ryan's talking about being tight in traffic, which is dirty air and everybody ends up being tight traffic here. Uh, Jonathan mentions a a pit call of discount at this point, but it's not actually for this pit stop. Um, uh, They do go ahead and pit uh, there. They were 16th, I think, um, and nine cars stayed out. Uh, so when they come back out, they're like 24th for the cone, which, you know, is back a little ways, but, um, uh, they wanted to get the tires now and the end of the stage was only coming up in about 10 laps. So they were only going to put about 10 laps on the, on the, uh, tires, and they're going to do this discount on the next pit stop at the, at the stage break. Um, so 24th for the cone, the 14 takes the outside, the top, the Brian takes the bottom, uh lap 52 he's up to 20th already you hear a lot of middle three or top of three bottom three on these restarts they, they get pretty wild everybody's trying to get what they can before it settles out you know um at lap 53 he passes the 42 the 16 he's up to 16th at lap 56 passes the 23 and the 17 he's up to 14th uh he's f- faster than the next five cars in front of him you know so lap 58 he passes the two gets himself to 13th um at lap 60 the stage break uh, the 24 wins the stage and ryan does end up 13th and he's talking still about being a little bit tight if he's in traffic and jonathan does give him discount as the call so Mm -hmm. we uh i don't know if they're going to change these calls as the year goes on but we pick up pretty quick on what discount means and discount just means let's let's uh, stay out
1: and can you refresh my memory a little bit i don't think Todd didn't use code words that often, right? He was. It seemed you know, like he was pretty upfront about what they were going to do most of the time. Most of the or time. Or they yeah. just kind of talked about maybe like what situation they're going to be. But yeah, this year has been just a flurry of uh, code words, and I've actually enjoyed it, uh, yeah. just seeing where they go every time. Or boom, the Menards, or uh, yeah, a discount, which I'm assuming yeah, discount tire or something <laughs> like. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. been yeah, fun using, for me. I thought
0: they're using sponsored, sponsor uh, driven uh, code words, which is great. It's funny as heck, um, but I you know i can't wait for him to say he saved at the pump you know <laughs> fuel fuel only stop or something he saved at the pump i thought but, that uh, that
1: uh that commercial would you know run its course but they every race they play it two or three times and um i haven't paid attention i don't watch that much tv during the week at normal tv time so i don't know if that's running outside of nascar or not but um i think it's hilarious <laughs>
0: Oh, it's a riot. The poor girl at the counter is like trying to act excited. If it was me at the counter, I'd be like, what's the matter with this guy? <laughs> He's yelling. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> but it is, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, combination of their two sponsors, uh, uh, with a cooperative crossover there. Um, let's see, where'd we go here? We're at, uh, the stage break, a little tight in traffic, the calls discount. So they stay out and, um, they, know, they take the lead here by staying out, uh, and, uh, they get, uh, the choose cone was not on TV, of course. And, um, Ryan asks about the last restart and, and, you know, who took the, you know, who took the top or the bottom, cause he wants to get an idea of what's going to be the better lane to start with. Uh, he said the 24 took the bottom, the, um, uh, took the lead when the 14 was on top. So, um, Ryan does take the bottom and, uh, three others who stayed out with him all took the top. So there was only, he didn't, he had no buffer, no cushion yeah. between, between him and new tires. The new tires was the nine car and he was right behind him. Um, so get the restart here and uh, Ryan, of course, retakes the lead. Um, and he was holding off everybody with the newer tires uh, lap 71. He was only about a 10th quicker in the 18 at that point um, lap 75. Uh, the, he's 1.45 seconds ahead of the 18. So at lap 78, the nine passes the 18 and the nine end, ends up being the guy behind him for a while. Now, um, at lap 80, he's got a two second lead on the nine. And, uh, he says this, here's where it gets to the steering starts to get shaky. He's talking That's about right. there's some, something happening with the steering here. Um, it funny is Josh right away tells him you were two tenths better than the line, the last lap, even though you got yeah. the,
1: the shaky steering issue. That's it's one of those. Going yeah. Good. It's a fast car. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. It's not,
0: you know, it's on fire, but it's okay. You know? So yeah, he, he, he was doing pretty well, even though it was, uh, giving him an issue. Um, uh, lap 84, Josh tells him the nine is just matching his, his, uh, times. And he's got a 2.3 second lead at this point. At uh, lap 91, uh, the 24 actually has the fastest lap. So Josh is telling him where he's running. You know, they do when Ryan's out front Josh does a good job of giving him who's getting closer to him even if it's the third or fourth place guy and what is that guy doing where is he running on the track so that maybe I can try and match that um 92 lap 92 they get to lap traffic here um and at lap 95 Josh you know tells him he's doing a good job stay after it um John uh, Jonathan actually tells him that and he's got a 1.3 second lead cuz you know with the lap traffic sometimes some guys will gain they get a they get a better pass on something than you do and you know gets a little bit tighter getting tighter
1: uh, and um i think he's still dealing with the car shaking so i think he's getting a little distracted he's getting distracted by it shaking the lead yeah. shrinking a little bit he's going through lap traffic it's just a little bit of a nerve-wracking situation i would have to imagine
0: yeah um lap 100 um you know, he's got a 1.25 second lead on the nine and the lap times are getting closer. So the nine at this point, the nine car really is running about about two tenths faster than Ryan. But this is what we were talking about earlier that the the bubble effect, unless you're like five tenths faster than a guy in front of you, you can't close the gap. If he runs the same line, he shuts you down. Um, you know, so yeah, Jonathan asks for a balance update. Um, Ryan tells him. He's tight off of two in the, in the Ryzen. Uh, um, and at lap 105, he's got about a three-quarter of a second lead at this point, uh, 0.75 second lead. Uh, lap 110, uh, Ryan actually passes the two-car, and other lap cars, the 34, the 47. Um, at lap 113, he laps the 21 and the 23. And at this point, there's only 27 cars on the lead lap. And he tells them the tires are gone. <laughs> he says he's the, you know he's chattering the fronts, especially in traffic. Um at lap 115 he laps the six car gets rid of him um and then we get a caution at lap 117 for spin-off of two for the 20 um
1: I think the 20 has spun in every race this year
0: yeah you know he's you know he's a busy guy <laughs> he's trying he's really trying hard to do I don't know what trying, trying, trying to make a, up um uh the, with the other guys you know but the toyotas as a whole right now say, they're, they're rough are, they're having a lot of problems so you know um they get to um he says he needs freed up a bit um now they're pitting first they come out second so they almost hold serve there the nine is the car that gained the spot um choose guns not on tv the leaders the nine takes the top ryan uh, takes the bottom uh, they restart at lap one twenty five, and it has a really good battle with the nine here for a little bit. Um, takes a couple laps to settle out. Um, lap, uh, you know, one twenty nine he's running pretty even with him time wise, um, but he's right behind him at lap one thirty one. He's two tenths faster than the nine, and at lap one thirty three, like once again, he's he's so much faster. He passes the nine, and uh, by lap one thirty five, he's got a one point one second lead on the nine you
1: know he he wasn't uh didn't seem like he wanted to wait any longer i think i described it to someone in our discord chat uh the race chat we do for the in the team blaney discord server that is it was an aggressive i called it an aggressive pass it seemed like he knew he was faster and he knew he couldn't wait around and uh he took the opportunity when he could got past him and then checked
0: out um uh, ryan says it was looser now and uh you know jonathan says copy on loose um Josh says he's two stents faster than anybody behind him at lap 141. He's got a 1.5 second lead on the nine and Ryan says the damn shaking. is coming back. So maybe being out front is where the cars have an issue. It just doesn't like clean air or something, uh, but it's a steering. It's a steering issue. Actually, is, is what he's feeling. It's through the steering wheel itself. That's, that's something shaking. Um, at lap 145, uh, he's passing lead uh, lap traffic again. Um, there's only about 26 cars in the lead lap at this point. Lap one fifty five, he's got a one second lead on the nine. Um, lap one fifty seven, he gets past the six again. Lap six one sixty one, the two. Lap one sixty seven, he uh, laps the sixteen. Ended and there's only twenty three cars on the lead lap at this point. Um, that's that's why I said about stinking up the show. I, I think I texted you that this, this this point. I'd really like to see him just, just do this all day. Yeah, then I um, was good with it. <laughs> we yeah, didn't need a caution. <laughs> no more cautions. Um, now. Here's where um, Jonathan and Ryan are talking about heating issues. Uh, cause and uh, the cause of it is the shifting, um, and the shifting is starting to cause the, the 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 temps to go up. And they're looking at what to do, you know, basically to get those temps down. Um, lap one seventy three, he does lap thirty one car. Lap one eighty one, um, the nine car is is closing on him a little bit. He's only about four tenths back. Um, lap 183. Three, he passes the 42 to 77. Now, during all this, they're talking about the temperatures and what they do is Jonathan tells him to quit shifting if he can for a couple laps. And this actually works. It actually brings the temperature down to a point where, um, they, uh, they, they, they tell him with like five, I think to go in the stage, yep. to go ahead and just go ahead and shifting. And literally when they check it again, at the end of the stage break, uh, the, the temps are down to a reasonable thing, but he says we're here to win the race. That's what Jonathan says. We're here to win the race. Um, but uh, stage two ends and we get a playoff point. Ryan finishes off stage two, wins a stage. And well, uh, I love, love playoff points. They help you get to the next round in the later on in the year. So
1: for sure. First stage win of the year. I thought he probably would have had one at, he's usually good at getting one at Daytona here and there, but um, he's led, I think at this point in the race, when this happens he's led more races and there are more laps than he ever led at phoenix in the past he'd previously led like 94 97 or something laps in the spring race in 2019 um and at the by the end of this race as well he is he's led the most laps in the series so far this year so met led the most yeah, laps no win so far good, but the one stage win so
0: yeah that's um that's pretty cool that uh you know he's out front you know, they've got, they're showing off their speed too. So, um, if you follow Stella Stella and her tweets, uh, live tweets of the race, uh, this is one of those points where Ryan drops a, a bomb. <laughs> He's complaining about the steering shaking at this point. And, um, you I think know, it's, it, really, it's really, really distracting
1: just, him. Honestly, it's yeah.
0: Well, it's, I think it's making it hard for, um, for turning i mean it's all oh, yeah turning and braking, and then and, and it's just you know when the car was operating so well to start with and now you're having to operate through that it, it kind of makes a difference um they're uh, pinning in first to come out fourth here um he, ryan slid it coming out of the box too so something happened there and this i think with the jack might have been still up and ryan apologized for that um he, he you know he's trying to go off of the timing you know and um he mistimed something there because he literally apologized like twice on the radio about that to the guys like somebody really could have got hurt there and yeah he thought that the jack
1: was coming down and it wasn't and he went to go and and kind of hung them up so um yeah yeah, a little bit of a a misstep there Mm -hmm. Uh, that time i guess yeah i mean i don't want to keep blaming ryan for things but yeah just kind of a little second miscue there um, this time a little bit more on the driver so like you said he was definitely quick to come on the radio and to apologize to the team
0: yeah they um the leaders of the nine takes the top brian is in fourth here for the cone takes the bottom then we get the restart at lap 194 and this is a really good wild restart here and, and josh does a great job of just getting him through some of these three wides and stuff um by lap 195 he's p3 and at lap 200, um, Brian is two tenths faster than the eight and the nine in front of him. But once again, here, you know, here we are with that bubble and unless you're five tenths faster, you know, um, but lap 210, he's only a second back of the lead. And they give him, ask him like, uh, you know, how the car is. And he says, I'm in traffic. That's how the car is. You know, he just, you know, but, uh, he just stuck in traffic and he couldn't get around the eight and, you know, it was kind of causing a little frustration there um lap 217 uh and they're getting into the lap traffic and at lap 220 he's about two seconds back of the lead and then we get a caution for the uh, 19 here um now ryan talks about being a little tighter this run and and they're going to keep working on turn here jonathan says uh they're Jonathan tells them they're going to do whatever's on the top of his list. So there must be a list in the car that they read through on, on what they're going to do on certain pit stops. So, um, Jonathan just kind of tells him to do that. And, and, and it's going to give them maybe the ability to do something different later on, I guess, um, they're pitting in third and they're out ninth. Now this is where the nut falls off the gun for the rear tire changer. Um, so we've had the rear, happened to the rear guy and a couple weeks ago to the front guy. Uh, this this gun is getting to be a thing. That's what I said about gum earlier. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. Probably not. But no. uh, the guns, the, 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 the only thing that's different about the guns is before that you came to the track and they gave you the guns. Now, I guess this year the guns are still issued by NASCAR, but um, you are allowed to keep them interesting so you're yeah I, I read that somewhere where they're they, they at least get the keep them but they're still supplied by nascar so you can have it all week to practice with probably but um uh, it uh yeah it just it's unfortunate these the guys are still learning that's the thing that's, that's funny about it is um you know, it's not the same as every other series or sport or, you know, maybe IndyCar runs something similar, but I don't think it's the exact same thing. So you you got guys that are trying to learn something brand new and you can practice it during the week. But until you're under live fire and and you get enough pit stops under your belt where you get to practice it under live fire, you know, and, and, and you know, they're, they're going to get it. You know, that's the thing is everybody stay optimistic with it. They're going to get it. These guys, um, four of these guys were on a championship winning crew with Joey Logano a couple of years ago. So you're not talking about, they just pulled these guys out and they've been training them for a couple of months. You know, these guys have been there and done that. Um, and they're working through whatever it is and they, they'll get there. They'll get there this week. Who knows? You know, it just takes three or four good stops.
1: And honestly, they have to, I mean, this is an incredibly competitive sport, not just for drivers, but also on pit road. And for an elite team like Penske, um, they have to, they have to, if there's any, I know they've had some issues in the past this year that we were kind of able to explain away with some mechanical stuff. Um, Like you said, this is the second time they've lost a lug, but a different changer this time that was on the front the first time this was on the rear So it is, it is a mistake. And I think I said, you know, anyone that was, you know, kind of calling me out on Twitter for being an apologist in the fact in the, in the past, I mean, I'm like, I can just give you what the facts are. They dropped a Mm -hmm. lug. It was a mistake. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan sped earlier. And I think this is something that I texted to you and I I didn't want to like dwell too much on pit stop problems, but I said, you know, people get all fired up over the, the pit crew losing you know one or two or three or i mean in this case they lost three or four spots on pit road because of a you know Mm a little bit of a slow stop you know ryan speeds on pit road and loses 30 spots yeah <laughs> so it's he lost like, he
0: lost to the field
1: and i know it doesn't happen all the time and again i i feel bad I, you know i don't want to keep you know blaming ryan for things like you know the jack issue earlier and then you know the speeding thing but it's like it's amazing how they can forgive the driver like really fast for losing you know like 30 25 30 positions mm-hmm. but you know you lose a handful but again, it's very competitive and we're all fans, you know, we didn't want to see that we wanted to see him gain positions yeah. and you know they do they're doing relatively well for most of this day, mm-hmm. uh, except for those last two mistakes so yeah, um, they're going to get it. extremely competitive their livelihoods are on the line, um, yeah. as well as you know just for the whole team and they, like you said these guys have a championship pedigree. And they're going to get it together. And if not, they'll make the changes they need to make to make sure that Ryan has is put in the best opportunity that he possibly has because I don't want to hear any of this garbage about sindrik's getting the best crew because his dad blah, 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 blah. Penske wants a championship. I don't think he cares which team it is and he's going to do oh. the best uh, that, that he could do to get all of his teams in position to have that opportunity.
0: And one thing to remember, you know, cause I understand like the frustration and especially in the moment and especially when people read things, uh, you know, you, you know, team Blaney account posts, tries to post the, the facts mainly, um, uh, these guys aren't trying to make a mistake. That's the one thing you want to remember. Nobody went out there and said, oh, I'm going to try to screw this up today. No, all these guys are trying to go out there and, per, and do a perfect stop. Ryan is trying to come in on the sign just right. You know, the crew chief is trying to make the right call on the adjustments um, that, you know, to do it a hundred percent of the time would be wonderful. It'd be just a blessing, but to tell you the truth, it's not going to be a hundred percent of the time. Jonathan makes a great call on this discount situation. He, he made a call, stay out on the tires. There were only 10 laps old. And guess what? almost everybody behind him pitted except three other cars and they beat those three other you know they were in front of those three other cars to begin with and now all of a sudden he's leading the race from the 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 pit penalty so you know nobody's trying to make these mistakes nobody wants this bad stuff to happen the guys themselves hate it more than you'll know um you know we've gotten to know one or two people and they they hate it more than you'll know than you'll ever know and uh they they want to make it good and they want to clean it up because they believe they can win every week just like ryan you know just like you know and we just like we do we're we're kind of our expectations have gotten to that point now too where we really think that ryan and the 12 team and what they bring to the track is is you know can win every week and that's great yeah so So
1: hopefully this is the, the end of it i mean believe Everyone should believe us when we say we don't want to talk about this. We don't want to talk about pit stops. We want to talk about racing on the track and strategy and passes and and, and everything else way beyond just, you know, something on pit road. So, uh, like I said, it's up to them. They have to clean it up. They have no choice. So um, we'll move on for this week and uh, see (laughs) see what comes next week.
0: Uh, Jonathan uh, says they're good to go to the end on fuel here too. So you know that's an interesting thing that I would have really once again liked to seen happen. Um, They restart lap two twenty nine. The whole the restarts kind of kind of rough. Back there in dirty air, it's kind of tough. He gets back to eleventh at this point. But lap two thirty one passes the eighteen car for tenth. Lap two thirty four passes the forty eight car to ninth. Lap two thirty five passes the five car to eighth. Lap he passes the eight car also up to seventh, same lap, uh, all the while the 14 is actually leading at this point, um, lap 236, he passes the 24 car, gets himself up to sixth. Um, uh, Jonathan says, uh, to go ahead and be aggressive on the dog. Like now, if he wants to, he says, Joey's actually been doing it most of the race and hasn't had an issue. So he just trying to tell Ryan, if you want to go ahead and use that line, uh, give it a shot if you want to, um, a lap 239 he is sixth and he's about 4 seconds back of the lead um at lap 240 he ran runs the fastest lap on the track at this point so um you know we're going to be closing closing in on some guys here lap 242 he passes the 22 he gets to fifth at lap 249 he says he's tight and the wheel once again is it's all shaking in every corner um and he needs to say turn. That so, doesn't stop the the whole run the rest of the way through the race yeah. like
1: I think I don't want to. He never said violently or anything, but I have to imagine with as much as he is bringing it up that this is very uncomfortable for him to deal with uh, whatever has happened with the car.
0: He makes a comment somewhere in there about um, how guys were complaining about legs being numb. He says when this race is over, his arms and hands are going to be numb from all the shaking. Um, at lap 264, he's uh, five seconds back lead and two seconds back to fourth place. Um, and uh yeah, like I said, that's where he he's he says about his arms, leg uh, arms and hands shaking so much. Uh lap 274, uh we're getting the lap traffic a little bit, we're closing the gap a little bit. Um, Jonathan tells him he's faster than the leaders. At lap 282, uh the 30 to go in P5. And then we get a caution for the uh 43 spinning down low. And um Brian tells him, let's get it loose for a short run here.
1: And again, I feel bad. I mean, I'm not sure what's happening with the 43 at the end of these races, but second second week in a row where one, they're running, you know, end of the top 10, looking at a really good finish and, uh, end up crashing. And I think, uh, we're listening to door bumper clear. I think the 23 and, and Freddie Kraft had mentioned that he's like, he was telling Bubba, like, he's like, he spit it again. Why I was like, you know, not again, not again, not again. So uh, with what happened, uh, the, at the previous week's race, uh, but man, yeah, tough luck for Eric Jones. They've, uh, they've shown some speed this year and the last couple of races don't have the finishes to show it.
0: Um, now here's, here's some, here's, here's a money stop. We're near the end of the race, you know. Um, Pinning in fifth and they come out fourth. So yeah. They gain a spot. You know, they gain a spot in, 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 a, in a crucial time of the race here to get him uh, up in a better position.
1: And most people uh, forget this time, that, but it was a good, yeah, it was a good stop. It
0: was, it was a good stop. Um, the choose cone, uh, is on TV at this point. Uh, the 14 takes the bottom and, um, Ryan takes the top on the choose cone there being row two. Um, once again, Jonathan tells Josh, let him know if he wants to use the dog leg, be more aggressive. Go ahead. Uh, the restart lap two thirty nine, in he's uh, back to fifth at this point, and two ninety four. He's one point six back of the lead. Um, Brian says something about maybe the toes knocked out of the thing. Um, really, get,
1: really bothering him. I know I already said that once, but like I think at this point, like he's concerned that they'll actually be able to finish.
0: Yeah, uh, we get a caution at lap three hundred four here. Um, and Ryan's talking about bouncing all around. It won't turn. Um, but Jonathan says, Hey, there's eight to go. <laughs> so figure out what you can to do with it to finish it off, you know, and everybody stays out at this point. Um, so the choose cone, uh, is on TV. Uh, the leader is the 14 takes the bottom Ryan in fifth position here, uh, takes the bottom also with the restart with three to go. And he gets himself up to fourth. Um, and the 14 does win a race, but, uh, Ryan finishes off the day with a really good finish. Um, all things considered, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're at a point now where you we think we're greedy, We think they're going to win every week. Yep. And, you know, he leads a lot of laps and we feel that way. Um, but, uh, you know, after the way that the West coast swing went to get a, to get a top five finish right now is actually probably a pretty good thing. Get things on track, get them going, um, in the right direction. Now they, when they, once they come back East.
1: And I have to say, I mean, a couple of things I was, again, I don't know how they pick lanes. And I know we've talked to Josh a little bit about how he counts them down uh, for those choose cones, but I know the last, those two restarts before the last one, when he picked the top and he had picked the top a second time after kind of a disastrous restart for the top lane. I won't even, it wasn't like his fault, but then he picked the top again and it didn't really work out. He had to come from behind a little bit. So when he picked the bottom on the final restart, I was like, here we go, finally. And he was, there was a second, there was a second there where he was like neck and neck with the, the into the top three. And I was like, oh man, he is a, He's a legitimate chance if Chastain and Reddick or sort of like managed to wreck themselves or, or something like that. I mean, I know the, the 14 ended up going on to win, but Ryan, I think it was just the car. I think, it, you know, he said he couldn't turn. I think that was part of it. He had the speed to get himself up into that position. Didn't have the handling on the car with whatever was happening. And honestly, after the the checkered flag flew, he specifically said like, can someone like, you need to go in and find out what happened to the front end because i think he really thought he was going to crash or something was just going to break so um i know we're i mean trying to find the silver lining a little bit but uh it was a fourth place finish and um i know we've been a little bit disappointed and i right before we started our court i was like man it's still weird you know how disappointed we can be you know when when you get a top five and you lead the most laps and you win a stage but it is it it can be deflating sometimes when you know and you win the poll too you know that that car should have won and jonathan you know said early on in that race like at the end of that stage that they did win like you really wasn't too worried about winning the stage you wanted to win the race and um they didn't they they didn't end up winning the battle but uh as they say they want to win the war i think overall as well so got that stage point um one thing to mention after this race um they do this every race but the 12 car was one of the teams that had their car uh taken to the nascar r&d I know that's a little bit weird right now with the inventory that teams have, but I think it seems to me like they probably were already working on their car for Atlanta, um, aside from the cars they had sent out to the West Coast. So hopefully they'll be in good position for that um, going forward. So, But that was something I didn't think about, that they were still taking cars back to the R&D Center when there's a lot of teams that barely have at least you know one car and a backup for the whole four-car team uh, to take to the racetrack in the first place. And yeah
0: okay do... uh, oh, Yeah. Go no ahead. you go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> i i was just uh, you know uh, uh, this like i said th- every week now is is a week you know and and perspective wise you know i felt down just because i keep thinking that every week is going to be a, a chance at a victory um, but leading laps being out front showing off that they have the speed um and we know that the driver has the talent and uh every week is uh, exciting now. I get, you know, get over it on Monday and by Tuesday, I'm ready for Atlanta already, you know.
1: Speaking of the driver, didn't get any TV time. He got TV time, like you said, in practice and qualifying and after he won the poll and everything, and I think even maybe a little bit pre-race, didn't get, (laughs) this is, but it was a big thing last year. He'd finish in the top five and he'd be the only top five driver that wasn't interviewed on TV. So didn't get some TV time, but Claire B. Lang from Sirius XM or MRN at the time was able to Catch up with him after the race, so we do have some of Ryan's comments that he had to Claire. Yeah, a pretty decent day. Um, you well, know, led laps one stage, and um,
0: yeah, just didn't quite have enough to uh, drive back, you know, to the lead there at the end. And awesome track position there, and um, just just hard to do. Kind of hard to kind of hard to make a big move, trying to pass people, and just get tight, just get crazy tight here. So um, overall, not a bad day. Nice to run fourth, and uh, like I said, get stage point. Um, good recovery just gotta keep that I never speed on pit
1: road and I happen to do that today leading so at least uh, luckily it was early enough that uh, we were able to make it up so yeah so that was kind of ryan summing that up he was asked mm-hmm. a little bit about that pit road speeding penalty but he you know he brushed it off a little bit because they were they were able to rebound and um, turned it into a, a decent finish overall really got it I really have to think that if he wasn't dealing with whatever the steer steering issue was whatever was shaking with the car that, he maybe had a, a fighting chance to get up there and race with the eight in the, in the one who were speaking of, the, I mean, the one, I don't know what's going on over there at track house, but they've got something figured out early on in the season. I mm-hmm. think they have between the two of them, three straight top, uh, top four finishes. So, um, and then the 14 goes on uh, at least a Ford, a Ford went to victory lane and it was the first win for chase Briscoe. So I think that that uh, pretty much wraps it up for a recap of that uh, roof mortgage 500 at Phoenix raceway why don't we jump into just a real quick preview of this upcoming week at Atlanta, and then we'll move on to our fantasy uh, update, but um, yeah, so they're headed off to Atlanta motor speedway this weekend. There's going to be an Xfinity and truck series doubleheader on Saturday, but the big race is going to be the folds of honor quick trip 500 Sunday, March 20th at Atlanta. You can catch it on Fox and on PRN and Sirius XM NASCAR radio. This race is happening at 3 PM Eastern time. Again, at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I can go over Ryan's stats, and I say this every week, what do stats mean this this year? And honestly, I don't know what stats mean at all because it's completely reconfigured track. The last time um, they were had a spring race held at Atlanta, Ryan did go to victory lane, mm-hmm. and he finished fifth in the fall race. I was able to see that race. Um, so overall, in, in seven starts at Atlanta, one win, three top fives, and three top tens. Average finish of 12.4. But really, I think we have to look at I mean I don't know what we're going to get. They've they've reconfigured the track, brand new repaving. They've increased the banking in the turns to I forget what it was, 28 degrees or something like that. 28, yeah, from 21 they, to 28. They've made the turns much more narrow and they actually made the front stretch and I think believe back stretch wider. Um, they're, they they're running the super speedway engine package and everything, an aero package for this race because they're anticipating that you're going to get basically a mini super speedway uh, race here on a 1.5 mile track. Um, I don't think anyone knows what we're going to get. I'm excited to, to, to see this race just to see what's going to happen. And, uh, I know Steve, you've, you you've talked to some people and you have some reservations maybe concerned that that there could be some carnage or something happening here. I don't think it's going to happen in the cup race. I think maybe trucks and Xfinity might get a little wild, Um, I'm, I'm a little more on the optimistic side, so you can bounce me out and be a little bit more on the reserve side for this, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, there, the, the, the turns being narrow is the first issue and they're, and they were talking about the, you know, having a yellow, uh, double yellow line or yellow line rule where they couldn't go below it, um, which they do at, at Daytona, you know? So, I mean, that could, that could make it a little rougher. Um, the runs are going to come a lot faster from what, what I've been told, and that's going to cause some issues too, where you're going to get guys who think they can block the run and at super speedways have been able to block the run. And now all of a sudden this run is faster than normal and they might not block it properly. And, you know, it just, I just have a bad, bad feeling about, you know, a lot of cars being wadded up. Um, the only, the other thing though, is from what what you know, people are saying is that they don't think it's going to become pack racing. They said they're at the restarts. It will be, of course, because on a restart, but within five or 10 laps, they, they probably will spread out on horsepower a little bit. And uh, the guys who have better, uh, better cars are going to be out front.
1: I'd be okay with that. I mean, it wouldn't be much different than what they normally get. So it could be like a Phoenix where you know restarts are the big thing. Kansas restarts are the big thing. Everyone fans out, they do all kinds of stuff. So maybe pack racing is a big thing on the restarts here. And then it kind of turns into a normal race as the run goes on longer. But honestly, it's all just conjecture. I, I mean, I don't think anyone, the the track presidents and everyone at SMI, they're all, you know, they're hoping that what they've done has paid off. They didn't, I know everybody. Or not everybody, the drivers really seemed to love the track in Atlanta because of how, uh, you know, how gritty the surface was and how slick it was. And it was, it was more of a driver's racetrack. I know we got to go to the Atlanta race in the fall and, and, you know, we had the passes to go out onto the track and I, you know, hadn't experienced uh, being out on a track that that was that old before. And, you know, uh, if you live in a neighborhood where, you know, the Department of Transportation has come through and filled in the cracks with that like gooey rubber stuff, black uh, tar Mm -hmm. stuff, that's exactly Mm -hmm. basically what they had going on and all the cracks. Uh, Honestly, if you even go on Google Maps right now and you go over Atlanta Motor Speedway, they don't have the most updated version of it. And if you zoom down in, you could see um, just how rough that surface was. So they didn't want to just go in and repave it and then suffer for a few years of having kind of boring racing. They, they wanted to roll the dice here. And uh, if you saw the videos of them going through this repave, what they had to do with the amount of baking that they have, it looked insane. Uh, and I, I'm glad that it seemed like everybody was safe getting that, that job complete. So now I'm rooting for it to go well, because Atlanta has become a track that we go to now a little bit more frequently. So I want the racing to be great there. I want this to be success. Um, good news is if it is anything close to plate racing, where you have to be really good um, in the driver's seat, you know, predicting runs, uh, taking runs, making moves. Also in the spotter stand, we know Josh Williams is one of the best when it comes to being a spotter on the plate tracks. Uh, He even picked up another victory this year at Daytona with Zane Smith. So um, they can do it. If anyone can do it, Ryan and Josh as a team can do it. So Um, we were talking earlier hopefully the 12 team can get out front kind of control the race you said stay stay out front of any potential carnage that there could be Mm -hmm. the back of the pack and um, I just I don't know I have no idea we talked earlier they're gonna have a 50 minute uh, practice session on would you say Friday and then Saturday they're gonna do single car qualifying Um, I have no idea how that's gonna go Um, but it'd be great if he qualifies up front again so stays up qualifies up front stays up front controls the race leads laps hopefully wins a stage or two and have a shot i just want them to have a shot at a victory at the end and um it'll be a success for me
0: they're gonna you know they're gonna run wide open pretty much that they only talk about if if they're in a pack maybe they're gonna lift if they're in a pack you know which is just at a mile and a half it's just crazy to think about so you know let's just see how it plays out you know um But like you said, we, we know that the driver and, 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 and the people behind him have the skill set to pull this off. It's just the unknowns are incredible on this. And, you know, like you said, the truck race, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get the truck race and you get the Xfinity race on Saturday, and they're probably going to be some carnage. And then maybe everyone will settle down, um, on Sunday for at least the early part of the race, just based on what they saw on Saturday, you know, so it doesn't happen all, all three races, you know.
1: So, again, if you want to tune in this weekend to the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 this Sunday, March 20th, Atlanta Motor Speedway, you can watch it at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox or listen to it on PRN PRN and Sirius XM NASCAR radio. One thing we didn't mention at the end of our recap there, um, previously, Ryan had fallen to, I believe, like 14th or 15th in the driver's standings. Um, And this just shows you how close these standings are this year. So far he vaulted back up with that fourth place finish up to seventh in the driver standings, just 18 points out of first. So um, he should be a little, I think he might even be a little bit further back in the actual projected playoff standings, just because of those, you know, the four other drivers that have won races this year. Um, So yeah. 18 points in the driver's point standing. So he's a, a finish, another good finish here and there. And his teammate Joey Logano right now is actually leading the standings by four points over Kyle Busch and five over Chase Elliott. So it's tight, it's tight. The first, uh, first few races of the year. And Ryan's definitely still in the thick of this championship hunt. Um, speaking of a championship hunt, um, let's jump into, uh, the results from this past week in the team Blaney NASCAR fantasy live league, Um, so we had our, made our picks for the race, the rough mortgage 500 at Phoenix raceway. And as we usually do, I'll run through my starting lineup and then have you run through yours. Um, I had Joey Logano starting Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, Austin, Sindrick, and Ryan. And then I had Kyle Larson in the garage and he stayed in the garage because he ended up in the garage uh, as well with that engine issue. They had, I think they said valve Springs. And I think you mentioned in the recap as well um that ricky stenhouse that also ran hendrick engines had some engine trouble before he actually got into the race and didn't make up qualifying so i know they have some things to figure out so larson stayed in there um got 32 points out of logano 24 out of hamlin 46 out of reddick he had a great race this is the one i wasn't um i was really surprised about teammate in the in the two car austin sindrick has been on fire uh all year long and um they missed they seemed like they missed the setup uh, i think that was one of the cars that ryan lapped early on in the race um mm-hmm. he only got me 13 points but ryan blaney uh 43 points so just behind tyler reddick and points earned for me this is mm-hmm. where i really made it up this week um i swept the uh i used to call them the bonus picks but I n- now they're called the featured matchup so 10 points each i picked hamlin over truex i picked harvick over keselowski bowman over bell this is one that i wrestled with uh because eric Almarola had been running really well and i think he ended up finishing 12th or something in this race but it was between Almarola and chastain and i went and chastain again running really well this season so this one was tough for me last second um i did wait really late to throw my picks in there this week pick chastain i think with you know five or ten minutes before the green flag and that was great swept my my picks there so Um, ended up with a decent week i wasn't at the top of the leaderboard or anything but a pretty decent week for me when it came to the fantasy uh picks so how did it go for
0: you i'm just gonna tell you one fact about my team and that is that i had chase briscoe in the garage yeah i had him i had him there but uh, i didn't make any move with him during the race and i probably could have or should have and didn't really realize it at the time but that's the only thing about things that happened during the race for me. I, I don't adjust, um, very quickly, very often because I'm too busy. <laughs> um, you know, tonight's tonight's notebook was like eight pages worth of notes and it just, yeah, I just don't have time to look at it. And I, I probably could have changed him. I had the Christopher bell. I probably could have swapped him for bell real easily when bell spun out, but, um, I don't think, uh, Larson, I had Larson, but I think Larson's ha- incident happened in the, third stage so i don't don't think that would have mattered at that point i could i, I couldn't have made the change at that point but yeah so uh, yeah that just kind of tells you i mean i had three of the four picks right but um yeah so it was one of those weeks you know uh you know i'll you know i'll rebound from it pretty quickly yeah i know well your
1: loss is my gain um right. <laughs> just right. in yes. Yes, um sir. just uh so just we'll just go through the uh top 10 in the standings from the race at phoenix specifically so this is the top 10 and points earned some familiar names and some new names and then one of my favorite ones who i i feel like you know uh we were we were together in the first week the picks from daytona um factory of sadness six we were both in the basement the bottom two first week but this just shows you how quickly you can turn this around because i think this might be the second time uh that he or she Uh, came on here and and led the standings in a race so factory of sadness six most points earned by one point uh at phoenix raceway 228 Uh, again one point over blaney kicks beep uh with 227 and third we had joe lopez one with 223 fourth matt O with 218 fifth big burn 216 six blue two penske 12 underscore 22 215 points this is really tight all the way up from uh, eighth into first, just a handful of points separating everybody in seventh. Go RB12, 214 points. In eighth, uh, Supermod with 212. In ninth, Smokeshow, 571, 206. And rounding out the top tie or the top 10 is the nutty gamer. 204 points earned this past week at Phoenix Raceway. And I am proud to report that I was part of a four-way tie for the 12th position. Or th- yeah, three-way tie, sorry, for the 12th position. Um, with 198 points earned so still not anywhere near where factory sadness was with 228 you 20 points on me um but my best showing so far this season and i'm trying to find where you're at here uh you were you finished 53rd this week 53rd in the race at phoenix um so uh as you know as well as i know with 162 points you can bounce back from that relatively quickly um, and we're heading to Atlanta, but like you said, wild card week. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. So let's go ahead and look at, ooh, new leader, new leader in the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. So the overall league standings in first, we have Super Mod vaulted to the first position, 812 points. In second, Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing, the defending champ, 805 points. In third, Blaney Kicks Beep with 789 points and fourth eric d15 762 points fifth blaniac 10 755 points six math mom four 754 seventh david lazaro with 751 the nutty gamer is in eighth with 744 points and ninth vincent 12 742 rounding out the top 10 bill cunningham 741 points steve mez 12 is in the 13th position and I am on the first page of the of the standings on my web browser, which is fantastic because I had to scroll to the second page the last few weeks. Fifty first position at Team Blaney host Adam, six hundred and twenty total points. So um, decent week for me. wasn't an amazing week, but yeah. a respectable week. You, uh, I'm six. You fumbled six points, a little bit.
0: Six points out of the top ten, and if if I would have made the brisket move. It'd have been about a 30 point difference,
1: Yeah, (laughs) which would would put
0: me back up to like fourth, you know? So yeah, let's just, I'll make it up here in the next week or two. I don't, I'm not panicked just yet. Um, I am using Ryan every week so far though. So
1: I know, I I think I haven't used him one of the races, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm concerned about using him too much, but it's really weird. We've gotten to a point where there aren't many tracks where he's not good anymore even richmond he broke through and got a top 10 last year so So. um if you want to join the team blaney nascar fantasy live league you can find it uh if you go to fantasy live on nascar.com and create an entry um you'll have the opportunity to then to click join a league if you search for team blaney or team blaney podcast you'll find the league you could join right there there are positions open i talked uh, a couple weeks ago about how i kind of cleaned house on the folks that hadn't um on uh, any picks throughout the year and we actually have about 80 plus people that are actually active in setting a lineup each week which is fantastic to see so thank you to everyone who has joined in in the fun with the team blaney nascar fantasy live league Um, again if you finish in the top 10 in points earned for that week's race or the top 10 in the overall standings you'll get a shout out right here on the team blaney podcast all right, Steve. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode of the Team Blaney podcast. I want to thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in to this episode. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, be sure to check out our debut episode from our first season last year that dives deep into our Blaney fandom. You can interact with us on Twitter and Facebook at Team Blaney and on Instagram at team.blaney. And finally, we want to encourage you to help support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation, this organization championed by Ryan and his family sports causes that like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine. You can find out more about the foundation online at RyanBlaneyFamilyFoundation.org and also on all of their very active social media channels. Uh, Keep mentioning every week that they're uh, prepping for a golf outing that they're having at Top Golf Charlotte University, I believe. Um, They keep posting updates about that. Um, some fun photos of ryan they did a photo shoot of ryan and some throwback golf gear and such and uh, he's become uh, quite the golfer himself from what i understand or at least a very improved golfer from what i understand so um, go check that out uh, see if you're able to donate or join uh, and compete again golfers of all levels are able to go uh, to that golf out So, for my co-host Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good
0: night, Dublin. Good night, Brussels. Good night, Perth.